This is my favorite DJ of the podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in today. We're brought to you by my Patreon, patreon.com forward slash my favorite DJ. Edits, videos of edits, videos of me making edits, and uh, everything that I play out in the clubs can be found on patreon.com forward slash my favorite DJ. If you don't already, follow me on Instagram at my favorite DJ. On Twitter, same handle. Facebook, if you still use it, same handle. Uh, coming to you live from, well, live. Let me clear my throat real quick. Coming to you from Miami, Florida. Definitely recording live, but you're not hearing this live. I think the first thing I want to do as I'm pouring out my drink here is uh, drink. I'm pouring out my, it's not not an alcoholic drink, but just a regular one. The first thing I want to do is acknowledge that we had a, um, colossal loss to the DJ community with the passing of DJ Neva. Uh, it happened at the beginning of November. And uh, if you don't know, DJ Neva was a host on the Road podcast, as well as a really great person, a really great DJ, somebody that I shared the room with a few times. And it is a subtraction to the DJ community that is very felt. And so whatever does happen when you move on to the next place, hopefully they're not making them play Danza Kuduro or some sort of a terrible pop medley wherever he might be DJing on the other side. <laughs> And um, that's just me trying to make light of a situation here that exists. And uh, it's unfortunate and obviously he will be missed. And his fingerprints are all over the DJ world forever. So RIP DJ Neva. And if you guys didn't know, now you know. It was, uh, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, wow, man, like. You're with someone, and this is from me being so far away and so third party. You're around a person, and then just a bit later, they're gone, and that's it. They're they're not around anymore. You can never be around them again. And I imagine that the impact is obviously way bigger to those in their to his to those in his immediate circle and to those that were family to him so it's one of those things we all know it we hear it all the time you never know what's going to happen tomorrow's not promised for anyone and it definitely should be one of those reminders that uh, you can't take anything for granted ever and always Say goodnight, always say I love you, always say goodbye, always give that hug, always take that moment when you're going out the door to be sure that you you do what you're supposed to, really, right? So, cheers to DJ Neva. Godspeed. Um... Recently, I attended 
uh, a four-day DJ meeting called uh, the DJ Collective. Well, it's not called the DJ Collective, but it was put on by the DJ Collective. And uh, it was amazing. Let me tell you guys about this experience. Uh, The Collective is put on by three DJs slash business men, Jason, uh, John, and Brian. And um, I should have, you know, like anything else on this podcast, I always tell myself, oh, yeah, let's uh, Jason, Joe, and Brian, I believe. There we go. Like anything else on this podcast, I um, should make notes of it beforehand, but I just hit the record button and figure it out as I go. Uh, so Jason, Joe, and Brian, they, they're uh, DJs, entrepreneurs, and they, they uh, way more than that as well. But they put together this thing called the DJ Collective. And the DJ Collective, uh, this uh, event was in Atlanta. I flew in on Sunday. They had the, they had the entire Starling Hotel, basically, mapped out different things going on the entire week. And I landed, got to the hotel on Sunday. There's already DJs at the lobby bar, DJs playing sets. It was awesome. It was like a billion dollar business like Gillette or Amazon or Apple could have not put together a greater event. The next day there were speakers and there was designated areas and there was text messages reminded you reminding you of where to go and what to do and there was curated lunches and curated breakfasts and and then um i they they had actually the reason why i was there is because they had tapped me to be a speaker and to do a teaching class so i was there sunday to thursday in atlanta uh, with dj eu shout out to dj eu and he showed me around he definitely made uh made the time away from my family more more bearable and more hospitable in atlanta being quote unquote by myself so we basically hung out during the week and uh, also uh, I visited some of the other talks going on. I did my talk. It was it was amazing. Everything down to the quality of the badges, the timing. It was it was for sure a great event that uh, I recommend if anyone is in the space that they can pay for that kind of thing because it wasn't cheap by any means. But if you're in the space where you can pay for something like that and you're trying to network, if you have a mobile DJ business, if you're a wedding DJ, there was topics discussed from uh, I, my my talk was on details and, and how to how to execute certain things. Other people were doing talks on accounting and how to set up businesses to be able to uh, maximize your, your tax potential. It was four days of awesome stuff, uh, even down to like curated dinners, uh, and everyone had seating arrangements. It was really great. It was a great time. Uh, and, um, informative. I met some cool DJs, got to tour some cool places. So this is the DJ collective. I believe they're on Instagram. If you guys want to give them a follow, it was a great, great time. Uh, let's see, culminating with uh, DJ Fashion, myself, DJ Puffy, and DJ Scene playing at a nightclub 
that they basically rented out <laughs> for everyone that was attending this event. It was kind of kind of awesome. So the DJ Collective, they're on Instagram, and I did post stuff from from my weekend there. And uh, I, I highly suggest you guys follow them. And again, if you're in that kind of business, if you're in mobile DJing, wedding, or even you know, in some sometimes in, in nightclub, uh, I, I think that's kind of why they brought me on board to create that bridge between people that are in one sector and another. All right, guys, I moved to a different room. There was a lot of noise happening in the first one. Hopefully, it wasn't too audible. Where were we? The DJ Collective. So I I put together a set when I was planning my set. I wanted to really hit a lot of different bases being there early like starting on sunday and getting to listen to other djs play and seeing what other djs were reacting to and actually seeing what was moving the crowd now you have to keep in mind you're playing for a room full of djs they do this every week sometimes multiple times a day so i knew that potentially a standard set wasn't going to work to captivate the attention like and this might sound a bit disparaging, but it, it's not. I, I treated this group of DJs like I would treat any other crowd. And I started to diagnose, create data points, see what direction I might want to go in. And I started taking notes from the first DJ that I saw play. I saw what people's attention was captivated by, what songs worked, what didn't work. What, like, you know, lots of different data points from the moment I got there. So I started actually... My idea was, all right, I'm just going to freestyle my set on Thursday and we'll see what happens. But then on the first night, I realized, oh, that's not going to work. That's definitely not going to be the way to do this because if there were any gaps in what was happening, people's attention would quickly dwindle. So uh, I started programming my set on Sunday and I I made a huge, huge um, list of songs and... I was lucky enough to be able to use a controller. I brought it up to my hotel room and I was just practicing the set because when it comes to performing in front of other DJs, there's a different kind of nervousness that I feel. And I'm sure that you guys might sympathize with this and might might feel the same. The nerves that I get playing for, and by the way, I still do get nervous now and then when I have to play for a crowd or at a new club or something comes up. The nerves that I feel for that are very standard and it's like oh that's that's the normal nerves but the nerves that I feel playing for my colleagues it's different it's different it's like a magician performing magic tricks for a room of magicians like they know all the moves they know where you're gonna hide everything they know what you're doing so the nerves are different and I was very focused on not having any breaks in my set. I think in the one hour, I played about 90 songs. So that's about, you know, give or take three different MP3s every minute. And it was a cohesive set. It was a lot of my greatest hits, like some of the routines I like doing, some of the ideas that I've had this year, some old ideas, new ideas, and all of them strung together. And I hope that it went over well. Uh, there's actually one one uh, routine that I came up with for this event, and it was a uh, ski over uh, Footloose. So, and I'm actually I'm gonna put that on Patreon. I'm gonna film a video today 
of me doing that. Uh, and uh, and that's going to go on Patreon. I'll, I'll upload the video for everyone to see. So if you're curious, just go to patreon.com forward slash my favorite DJ. But if you want to download the MP3s, you're going to have to join to be able to do it yourself. So that was kind of the idea for the whole set in a nutshell. It's Ski Yee over Footloose because I'm trying to bridge the... Uh, the new music, the music that uh, clubs are playing with potentially like some sort of a wedding or a mobile DJ favorite, you know, a double time sing along, dance along song. And when trying to unite a, a room, whether it be a room full of club goers or a room full of DJs in this case, you have to find a common thread and you have to figure out like what's going to work for everybody. And everyone will understand what's happening when you have if they're DJs, right? If you're doing a blend in real time in that way. So the the set, I think I, I felt really happy with the way that it went out. There was only two things that I, I'm super critical of myself. And, you know, over this one hour, there was one section where I feel like my, my scratching could have been a little bit more clean. But I was also, you know, a bit nervous. Like the hands are a bit shaky. So there's lots of stuff going on. And it was like... Uh, seven out of ten eight out of ten on the cut uh rating <clears throat> and then this other section where i might have like messed up just like a hair on timing and so those are just two moments throughout the whole night i, I didn't record it uh because <clears throat> i don't know i didn't i didn't want to you know, sometimes you have those sets where you know you're going to kill, you're going to crush, and you just don't want to record it. It's almost like you just want it to live in that moment, and you don't want to repeat it. You don't want to hear it again. It's like it's just like let it live in that pocket and in that space, and we can just all move on with our lives later. I don't know. I don't know if that's a real thing, if anyone else feels that, but I definitely feel that sometimes where it's like, I just want to have this be in the moment and then moving forward, that's it. Forget about it and move on. I don't know. So all this happened uh, before Thanksgiving. And uh, then after that, th this was the week before Thanksgiving. And came back down to Miami from Atlanta. Played one night down here in Miami. And then went right back up the next day to Atlanta to play a tongue and groove. They had their 29-year anniversary uh, this nightclub obviously has an incredible uh, longevity. 29 years in the business is insane. I don't know if uh, there's many other ones that can claim that kind of thing, but yikes. That's a long time to have a club, not in a bad way, in a resounding, holy smokes, how did you guys ever manage to do that? Because 29 years is, I have never, <laughs> ever heard of that kind of thing now have other clubs uh in the same spot been around for longer yeah uh you know a place right now that's open in miami like m2 used to be mansion 360 used to be mansion before that was something else and it's been open since uh probably as a nightclub probably since the 70s if i remember correctly and before that it was a theater so the building itself has been there for ages but it hasn't been one entity, and I believe Tongue and Groove is celebrating 29 years of being the same entity of Tongue and Groove. And that was amazing. It was a great night. It was packed. Lots of bottles. Lots of fun. It's always awesome to visit Atlanta and to, to play at a nightclub like that. It's one of my favorite things, especially since it's so close to home. It's uh, 
those are the best kind of travel dates. Uh, I don't have any West Coast dates for now. And honestly, it's kind of a relief. Not because I don't like playing on the West Coast. It's just, it's such a, such a, such a voyage, such a journey, you know, five hours from Miami to potentially uh, Vegas or, or Los Angeles. It's, it's a long time. Uh, one second. Sorry about that. I got a text message for some business and I had to make a phone call. That's kind of my life these days. Uh, I think in regards to starting a DJ agency and everything that's going on, there's a lot of really positive forward movement. I just went to go tour a facility to potentially start programming. Uh, they need DJs on a specific day. And so they're going to put us in charge of that. There's the nightclub stuff that we're doing with the main roster with DJ EU, RM, Mr. Shaw, Booza, Obscene, and myself. So everyone's being booked out. Obscene has a crazy schedule for December, as do I. And we are we're rolling with that. But also there's like these these other pieces of the puzzle which are like smaller venues and potentially like long DJ sets that would not be any of those DJs. But they still need an agency to put music on and entertainment on. And it's a whole different world of plugging in. Oh, what's the best way? A puzzle piece. Puzzle solving. You know, like what DJ goes where? What time are they doing this? What time are they doing that? It's kind of fun to do. It's a different facet. It's something that I had never. I've always been basically just a great white shark. I remember <laughs> uh, DJ uh, Cutswell. Sorry, Cuddy. Uh, DJ Cutswell, he uh, he described me as an island. It's like I picture you as an island. Like you're pretty sturdy, but you're by yourself. And that's how it's always been. I've always had, I've always felt like I've had a chip on my shoulder uh, because I I always felt like because I wasn't social, I always had to do more to get to things, get to places. I had to work extra hard. I had to be a better DJ. I had to be professional on time because I wasn't going to kiss anyone's butt for anything. And I've always felt that some people that have an easier time with social settings and and they're more personable and more outgoing, they had a little bit of an easier time making connections and moving and shaking and that kind of thing. So I've always had a bit of a chip on my shoulder in regards to just the DJ world in general, which might seem ironic from the outside looking in. And I completely understand that you might look at it and like, man, you've, you know, you've accomplished a lot. You've done so much. You've, you've got this, you've got that, you've got this, you've got that. And you look at it like, why would you have a chip on your shoulder? And I, the answer is, I don't know. Maybe it's from childhood, <laughs> but I can tell you that I used it to my advantage uh, whenever I felt like I encountered a closed door or a locked door, uh, I said, no way. And I was found a way to pry it open, kick it open or lock pick the, the handle to get in. Uh, one of the things that I feel like could hold people back is the fear of being looked at as, oh, you're just, you're just a baby in this, or you don't know what you're doing, or you're going to encounter so many problems or, or, oh, goodness, like, you don't know what you're getting into. Like, the, all those feelings, you ever you ever met somebody like that? That whenever you tell them you have an idea, 
they just think, oh my God, that sounds so hard. I couldn't deal with it. Oh my goodness. Or, or somebody that's way more advanced than you. Oh, you're just getting started. Oh man, what? just watch what happens. It's going to be so hard for you. Like this, I remember my first year was terrible. You, you ever met people like that? God, those people suck. Those people are the worst. <laughs> like those are the kind of people that when you tell them, Oh, hey, you know, we're, uh, me and my wife, we're having a baby, which uh, not, I'm just saying as an example, right? Uh, he's like, oh, you know, we're having a baby. And they go to you, oh, God, say goodbye to sleep. That's 18 years of your life. Your freedom's gone. You better enjoy your time now. It's all gone forever. But anyway, congrats. Like, ugh, well, those people suck. That's terrible. I don't like those people. I, I just like everything else that I had mentioned, you know, like potentially like having kids. Like, losing sleep is not the hard part. We've all been losing sleep. We're DJs. You know, working hard is not the hard part. We all work hard. We're self-made uh, business people. We're entrepreneurs. We're people that didn't want to potentially just work a 9 to 5. So we started something else. So difficult is not something I'm worried about. So we've been rolling for a while as an agency. And it's been going pretty good, and it will continue to grow. I have a pretty packed month of December. If you guys are anywhere in the following cities, please reach out to me via Instagram. If you are in Auburn, Alabama, if you're in Boston, if you're in Lincoln, Nebraska, if you're in Detroit, if you're in Cleveland, send me a message because I'm going to be in your city in December. And uh, if you guys want to come out, hang out, uh, shoot the shoot the breeze, listen to me, DJ, ask any questions, I'll be in all those cities. We can chat. I feel like this year has gone by relatively quickly. And at the same time, it doesn't. I don't know how to explain that. But one thing I can tell you guys for sure about this year is that Oh, some of the things that I've been talking about, I'm starting to see manifest more and more out in the world. I spoke to DJ CRG from, he's in Texas now, I believe he's in Austin. And I just reminded myself, I have to, um, I have to reach out to him. Uh, reminder to CRG. Uh, so I spoke to him about it and he's telling me how in certain cities in Texas, the clientele is down and there's, there seems to be the wave of slowdown that I was worried about and it's starting to hit and it's be or, or rather the wave was already beginning when I felt it and now it's starting to expand uh, or in other words the wave is starting to amplify I guess if I want to use the term wave okay so CRG just got me back that was fast copy thank you and the slowdown seems to be occurring as far as CRG says in Texas. There's slowdowns that I'm noticing here. Uh, Black Friday seemed to have had a, the, a record spend, but all the malls were empty. So either everyone's shopping online or due to inflation, people actually spent less than other years, but because it was 6 or 7 or 8% more expensive or because electronics were even more expensive. I don't know what the, the right percentage is, but maybe they fudged with those numbers. I don't know, but it just feels like I had another, gosh, there's so many disappointing and sad talks I've had with DJs lately. I don't want to bring up all of them, but I, I spoke to another guy who was like, 
yeah, you know, the clubs just aren't hidden. And I think we caught a wave. It's somebody that I used to DJ with more frequently in the uh, late 20, the 20 aughts. That's before 2010 and the early 20, 2010s. And he was bringing up how we had it so good for a really long time at these other venues. And, I, you know, I agree. But everything cycles because, as I mentioned, there's a nightclub that is now M2 that used to be Mansion 360. That used to be Mansion. That was only open Friday and Saturday for a while and then was closed for a while because no one wanted to party anymore. Like, these things go, they come and go. And it doesn't worry me as much because entertainment, music, DJs, I feel like they always have a space but one thing that I think might become a reality is that it might not be something that can pay somebody a full salary anymore. Like for maybe a couple of years, it doesn't seem like the kind of thing that you'll be able to do only. You you won't be able to only be a DJ. You won't be able to only play at nightclubs. You're going to have to diversify. If you haven't already like looked around to try to expand your business, I highly suggest that you do that and that you you start looking for other avenues to potentially make some money. I don't think it's going to disappear and vanish by any mean any means, but I do think that it's going to be more limited in its availability to create professional DJs like just full-time I'm a DJ situation. I I don't with very few exceptions, right? I don't think any new guys are coming up fast enough. And I don't think there's enough investment going into the sector of nightclubs. But we shall see. Maybe I'm wrong. I have a packed schedule for December, so it's almost like, you know, what am I even talking about? Every weekend, and I'm double booked for New Year's Eve. So I have to play early, and then I get to play after hours. So, oh, by the way, I'm playing at 11. If anyone's in Miami listening to this this Thursday from 3 to 6 a.m., that's after hours. Uh, that's uh, Thursday, the 30th of November. Come hang out. Send me a DM if you want. I think anyone out there that's just starting as a DJ, the path for financial stability would involve more than just being a really good DJ right now. I think you have to start your own party or I think you have to create an agency uh, of DJs that help each other or potentially you create a, uh, a side business of a wedding DJ while you DJ at nightclubs. Those two things go pretty much hand in hand. It, it used to be that being a wedding DJ was like, oh, you're so corny and so dumpy. But like now, there's a lot of millennials getting married and they want cool hip DJs. They don't want uncool music or uncool setups they want like nightclub style stuff and there is a lot of demand for nightclub djs in the wedding sector because they know how to party they know how to make people dance they know what music to play they're creative that's what they do whereas i think in the past a lot of wedding djs might have just been good businessmen and maybe had the equipment now there's more availability for djs to to hop over into the event space, into the wedding space. And the equipment doesn't cost as much. It's a lot smaller than it used to be. Storage is easier. And it almost feels like becoming an event DJ slash wedding DJ now definitely doesn't sound as corny anymore. Especially when you realize the amount of money that some of these guys are making, like the rates that are happening. It almost seems like a viable continuation of the DJ career. Before, 
you had a couple of options as a DJ. You could go on radio and become a syndicated radio DJ. And syndication is when they play your radio show in many different cities and you get paid for it. Uh, the other thing you could do is uh, link up with an artist and be their DJ, their tour DJ or their producer. The next thing you could do is become a producer and make music as a DJ. And then one of the other lanes was become a wedding DJ. This was some of the, these were some of the progressions from nightclub DJing. And the, <laughs> the one that shows the most promise today, I believe is sliding over into the wedding sector. And that's very crazy because uh, not too long ago, maybe 10 years ago at most, it was like, oh, wedding DJ, ugh, corn. I still hear some guys, some DJs, some club DJs say, oh, I hate, I hate weddings. But really, man, that's good. Keep hating weddings because it's creating a big hole for a necessity of DJs in that space. So it's just something for you guys to keep in mind. Uh, hopefully, if you uh, take something out of this podcast, share it with a friend, share it with a buddy. I'll be back soon. I know this was kind of a short one, but I wanted to get on and just give uh, DJ Neva his respect, give a wrap up on DJC and just, you know, some general thoughts about the the state of things and, and to, to add, to give you guys a bit of strength here uh, before the year ends. If you were thinking about expanding your business and creating something more, this is your sign. Let's do it. Create something bigger because the time is right. The time is now. Thank you guys for listening and I'll catch you guys real soon.